0: Hi, I'm Patty.
1: I'm Kim Michelle. And I'm Jill. Welcome to our podcast. It's a great day to talk. Because honestly, what day isn't a great day to talk? So join us in our conversation. A great day to talk is brought to you by St. George Design. Offering complete website design, social media management, search engine optimization, Google and Facebook ad management, and many other digital and print marketing services. StGeorgeDesign.com. And by Richardson Brothers Custom Homes, third-generation builders who have been building custom homes in Southern Utah for over 25 years. They will take your dream home from concept to completion. Contact richardsonbrothers.com. The April Gates Group and Zion Canyon Real Estate have been specializing in helping Southern Utah clients buy and sell property for over 18 years. We can help you, too. Call or text April today. 435-632-8869. 435-632-8869.
0: Well, good evening, and welcome to our 41st episode of A Great Day to Talk and I'm here with Kim Michelle Pullen my good friend. Hello Miss
1: Patty. Hello and And we are missing
0: our friend Jill Burkett Yep. today. She is going to be on sabbatical for a couple weeks I think but we're hoping to get her back real quick and it also brings attention to um, today is Women's uh, National Women's History Month. Actually yesterday was International Women's History Day and we're going to be talking about that today and I can't think of very many um, other strong women who might be stronger than jill than jill herself yep. so she is a strong uh, example of me of being a wonderful woman yep. and i am glad you guys are here i also want to mention last week we had riley richardson on the podcast so, so we fun talking about the crisis in the ukraine and russia and as it's still going on we are um sending our our um, thoughts of love Prayers, prayers um, and the faith, hope, oh, all of, all, all of, of it, all of the above yeah. to, um, our friends in Ukraine. And yeah. so today we want to just jump right back in and yeah. talk about wonderful women.
1: Yeah. So how fun history. is that? Yeah. So fun. Yeah. Or they've made history or they're about to make history, mm-hmm. um, history that we don't know about yet, but right. I know that we have the opportunity to work with a lot of young women Mm -hmm. and um many of them are such powerful leaders in the environment that we experience Mm -hmm. that i can't wait to see what they're going to choose to create Uh, right beyond you know high school and as they go out into the world and really make a difference so we have the opportunity we're in a very unique position that we get to see that generation coming up Uh, both really great men and really powerful women. And I think that's one of the things that is uniquely different is we can just say, we have these really powerful kids and we don't even have to make necessarily some kind of distinction. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because, um, there, they exist at all grade levels and Mm -hmm. gender and, um, I, however you identify with gender, all of those kinds of. Right. So, well, just the
0: other day I was, I, I am teaching the third of three sisters, um, so far. And, uh, I asked, we were talking about where's everyone going for spring break? And one girl's like, oh, I'm going to Boston in May. And I'm like, oh gosh, what for? And she goes, well, my sister, and I taught her, and I didn't know this about her. She's graduating from MIT in May from in, um, like chemical engineering. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, me too. (laughs) I'm also doing that. Or could have. I could have, but but you you know, really, I just, you know, yeah, I just, be a teacher in the classroom. I'm like, I did not know she went to MIT, which is Uh, that's a great college. There's a lot of, a lot of opportunity for a lot of girls in all sorts of colleges and boys too. I'm not saying that's the only great thing out there, but I just was like, wow. And chemical engineering, like what could she do for us? Is she going to do yeah. some genetic testing? Is she going to be working in um, drug uh, production as far as, you know, maybe she'll find a cure the for next something. The yeah. yeah. And so I just super impressed with these kids that have. I didn't ever think about wanting to work that hard about like, ah, uh, I didn't want. I never even thought, oh, I want to go to chemical engineering. I was thinking, oh, that sounds hard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe because it is is hard. It might be because it is hard. Yeah, Yeah, for for sure. That's not a gift for sure. No. And, and I think that's awesome that she had that gift. You know, I think there are things like that, that come naturally too. that kind of propel your career choice or your college choice and for me i always wanted to do psychology since high school yeah and i love i love talking about it so it
1: works for me yeah and i think that is yeah um, i'm working with the sterling scholars at um, our school and one of the girls there is the sterling scholar in one of the sciences but hers is really to be um a powerful engineer that also brings other women along with her and she talks about even now how uh, in her family the culture really isn't that that is a career that girls women. Mm-hmm. and women go into that that's a career that men go into <clears throat> and she is very very committed to uh, changing that thinking that is amazing yeah yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. really exciting to see kids showing up in that way you for know, sure yeah yeah for sure so, um, we wanted to take some time because, uh, like Patty said, we have the opportunity to deal with, to work with powerful young women, uh, and my cohorts on this show, Patty and Jill, powerful, powerful beings. And it's not just in looking at, um, some kind of a timeline to see, okay, they did this and then they did this. Mm-hmm. It's just, um standing in that space that empowers other women as well and um, but without disempowering another gender right it's so it's it's so not about it's not a trade off or yeah Yeah. exactly there's more than enough Mm -hmm. leadership there's more than enough need to be filled, there's mm-hmm. more than enough f- to go around for everyone who chooses to step into that space.
0: Absolutely. I, I saw something the other day that I thought was really telling, and I've heard it before, but it was, I, I won't be able to recreate it right now, but it was basically just because um, someone else gets something doesn't mean you don't. Right, right. Uh, it's not pie. If they yeah. take a piece of pie, that yep. piece is gone. It's no, there's, ev- there's enough for everyone.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And we can make more pie. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so, uh, I think that's one of that's, that is the baseline of scarcity thinking really mm-hmm. is that there's either, or either I get it or you get it or right. either this, Portion goes to you, which means there's nothing left here Mm -hmm. versus this kind of both and conversation. Mm -hmm. I can have both this and I can have this and you can have this and you can have it, too. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I think one of the things that I love about so some some people may say, well, why do you need a whole month then if it's if it's not yours or mine or. Your piece of the pie versus my piece of the pie. Then why aren't we, why would we need to designate a specific month to honor or to highlight women in particular and it doesn't have to be women you could say it about any other group that we tend to highlight and i think that that kind of thinking is scarcity driven as well Mm -hmm. that if we acknowledge something over here then that means we're diminishing something Something over there Right, right and it isn't that it's simply to say it's part of our history and we get to embrace that and in this moment we're just going to acknowledge this it doesn't mean in another moment we won't acknowledge well
0: you know exactly and i think it it, like any i want to i don't want to say marginalized necessarily but any um group that's had to um you know fight their way in um deserves an opportunity to be highlighted whether it's a day or a a month or whatever and there are groups that haven't had they were already celebrated just by being who they were right and so i think uh, a month is fine and you know there's so many women who have made such strides for the rest of us yeah um you know and it did start with some sort of Crusade or some
1: yes, sort of yes, absolutely. That's fight. how this started. That's mm-hmm. how uh, women's National Women's Month started, mm-hmm. uh, and even International Women's Day, which was yesterday. That's really how they started. So in mm-hmm. 1909, it it really started with an acknowledgement of. Um, those who made changes within the garment industry. So there right. was a in New huge York. labor mm-hmm. uh, labor protest, basically, right. about the conditions, the pay, the all of those kinds of things. And in that period of time, most of the workers in that industry were women. Right. And so they mobilized themselves and they protested the conditions, the wage, the, all of the... Those mm-hmm. that even the acknowledgement, all of those things.
0: Well, that and they even uh, challenged
1: child labor at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so that's really kind of how it began in 1978, California, um, petitioned for it to become a broader day because women, the accomplishments of women were not included in the curriculum K through 12. And so they were like, you know, maybe, maybe just a thought it's 1978. You know, <laughs> maybe we could uh, add some women into yeah, the history into the conversation yeah. about uh, making changes and their contribution. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that anyone else isn't making great contributions, but let's they're already it. in the history book. Right. So let's have a conversation about those who are not in our, the history books. And I think as we talk about women and and you mentioned marginalized groups, I, I think that. We don't have to apologize for that because if you do look throughout our history, we tend to, as anyone would, emphasize those things of achievement. And it just happened that in the early years, men were the ones, white men, male were, were the ones that had positions to make big achievements. Right. And that you would acknowledge as having made a big achievement because it's what was accepted then. Right. Anything else would kind of be rejected. As we I hopefully we expand our awareness. For sure. We hope. (laughs) Right. And I
0: know I know history books have added many other things besides many other groups besides women that were left out in earlier absolutely days. yeah absolutely and
1: and i th- I think we probably still have a ways to go i would absolutely uh-huh. agree and i think sometime we'll probably have a conversation about mm-hmm. critical race theory yeah because that's at the core i believe that's really what that is about, about yeah is simply to acknowledge and recognize the contributions that were made and if you i don't think anybody would really object to that i think the conversation takes another another divergent course when you talk about critical race theory mm-hmm As it's as it's designed to be taught in a college or university level that is talking about systemic racism, versus simply let's just embrace contributions made by all peoples of all race that Mm -hmm. that gender built and gender that and and stature and weight and uh-huh. height however and you want to minimize status. someone uh-huh. yeah. or label them accordingly absolutely let's just take all those labels and let's just simply rejoice in everything that has gone into making um our nation we are. yeah our nation yes. and even and even internationally i, I totally mm-hmm. agree yeah so uh, after it after that california push then in 1987 is really when it was petitioned to become kind of a month long celebration in the Mm -hmm. month of march lobbied congress to recognize it as that and um and here we are and i and i have to say that i did not march in 1987 to get this um lobbied in front of congress nor did my husband but i have to say that if we had been more aware mm-hmm. my husband probably would have been
0: oh, right on the front sure. line let's yeah. go
1: mm-hmm. because it's not a it's not a gender specific issue it's just like hey let's just acknowledge every all the contributions that have been right. made across the board, Absolutely. wherever they may lay.
0: Yeah. I I was graduating from high school in 1987. I didn't even know any different.
1: Yeah. So I'm older. <laughs> but not for, not so, by much. Uh, well, well, enough that um, I was probably already married by 1987. Yep. I was married with two babies mm-hmm. and already in my first teaching position. Position. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, A lot going on, not part of, so I will say this, not part of the lobbying movement, but definitely part of the movement because I was married, I was educated, I had children and I was in my profession. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I believe that at some level, I totally represented that movement, even though I may not have been actually lobbying in Congress for that. Right. Right. So, um,
0: I'm thinking about all the women in my life that have been great examples mm-hmm. of strength and, and work ethic. And I never once questioned growing up that I couldn't do whatever I thought I wanted yeah. to do. Now, again, it wasn't chemical engineering, mm-hmm. but I was drawn to travel and language, uh, other languages and other cultures. And in 1986, well, it was probably... 85, um, I said to my parents, I want, actually, it might've been my dad that said, you ought to be an exchange student. And I was friends with uh, a couple of the exchange students from Sweden that were in my high school. And I'm all, yeah, I want to go to Switzerland for some reason. I didn't, I didn't know any
1: Because they're neutral. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You don't have to say why uh, or why I'm not. Switzerland. You just are going yeah. to Switzerland. Yeah.
0: Um, but I couldn't uh, qualify for Switzerland because I hadn't um, taken any French or German classes. I'd taken Spanish. Mm-hmm. And so oui, I we. Oui yes. So I, uh, applied to be an exchange student in Sweden. So my senior year of high school, I lived in with a family over in, in, uh, Jetteborg or Gothenburg, Sweden. And I never, it didn't even occur to me that I couldn't do that or I would be so far away or I'd be homesick or whatever. And my, my parents were full support financially yeah. as well. And my dad even was like, yeah. Yes. This is great. Get out. Go. This is wonderful. And he he thought that I would come back and work for the government as a yeah. linguist liaison or, or, liaison or mm-hmm. something and translator. Yeah. And I'm all, I don't know. I, I'm really happy with the life I've chosen. And um, however, what an experience and to have full support and to also never question that I couldn't do it. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with uh, both my parents. Um, my parents owned a business. My mom was a hard worker, and we learned to work hard. We learned that, yeah, that was really important. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a lot of downtime. Yeah, we were we were either working or going to school or playing hard. Yeah, and I think that has my mom's work ethic and and service has been she has been a strong woman in my life that has taught me a lot about hard work and I can do whatever it is. And I still today think, oh, I think I'm gonna go do that. And I
1: feel like I can. Yeah, and I, I think that one of the things that's so powerful around that is that we all have an example of a very powerful, strong woman in our lives, mother, in all of our cases, I think, that really supported going out there and being whatever that is Mm -hmm. that you want to be. And I have to say that I think we all had supportive dads who also said, yep, go out there girl and rock, rock that world because that's who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you ever think you wouldn't go to college? I did think that Mm -hmm. in fact, I told my class just recently because we're getting ready to take the ACT and some of them were like, I'm not going to register for the ACT because I'm not going to go to college. And I said, all of you should take the ACT because all it does is keep that door open you don't have to walk through it mm-hmm. you know you you never right. have to go through that door but if you ever wanted to then you may be closing some of your options by not taking it so this first go-around, it's amazing, it's wonderful that in this first go-around, we create a space for every student to be able to take it without charge to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So hats off, really, to- uh, Utah, for, for doing that. And Washington School District for creating that space for every single student to be able to take it, free of charge. And I always say, you should take it and you should work to do your very best on it. Because I didn't plan to go to college, even though it was in my heart to always be a teacher. I always thought mm-hmm. that was the course. I just didn't have the financial wherewithal to get to college. And so I didn't take the ACT actually. And it wasn't until my senior year that the debate coach from Uh, Southern Utah University came down and saw me in a final round and offered me a full tuition right after that round was over to go to school. And thank goodness at that time, not taking the ACT did not disqualify me from that department Mm -hmm. scholarship. Although in today's world, it could. Right. No matter what you scored on it, you just had to have an ACT score. For me in those days, because we were etching on stone tablets, so to write an an abacus for math, math, uh that was really hard. That was rough. Yeah, so they didn't require that, Um, but- I never took the ACT. Yeah, I didn't either. So
0: when I was a senior in high school, of course I was in Sweden going to high school there, And, um, they gave me a diploma from Pineview high as well. And I, I graduated over in, um, Sweden in at a high school called Viet But, um, when I came home because I hadn't taken the ACT, I just took the college entrance exam, but today it's different. In fact, speaking of Sterling scholars, I know that we have a Sterling scholar that won in our school and as they're going to go to region or whatever, um, she said, Oh, I don't have an ACT score. I never took it. Well, that's now she's
1: disqualified. Yeah. We have one as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying about it. Just keeps doors open. Mm-hmm. Even if you scored 18. Yeah. Um, just, uh, keep as mm-hmm. many doors open as you possibly can. Right. And I think that's probably one of the things that, uh, I also learned from my mom who I believe always saw herself professionally, but there was a host of children. Mm -hmm. And that kind of became her primary responsibility until she was in her 40s and went back to school and got a double masters and, um, you know, really showed us, (laughs) right? Yeah. What it was all about, what, what was always Mm -hmm. in her heart to do. And, um, that's why some of the, you know, some of the, the women that I so believe have influenced me have, not created that either or for themselves. Right. You know, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is one of, I, I, and I should know her story better than I do, uh, because I do find her so fascinating and such a powerful, charismatic, um, role model for women and mentor Mm -hmm. for anyone, not just for women. Right. But, um, The ability for her to be the first in so many categories, the first uh, the first woman or one of nine at Harvard Law School, the first one to be um, both on writing for the Columbia Law Review and Harvard Law Review at the same time Mm -hmm. to uh, be create the ACLU for women's rights. Uh, on women's position, but to defend a man who had been discriminated against is so smart mm-hmm. and so uh, forward thinking at the time. And then to, to argue six cases in front of the Supreme Court and win five of them before you become a Supreme Court justice yourself, and to be a mom that she valued just as much as what she was doing on the professional side Mm -hmm. of things. And one of the things that I love most about her as an example to me is she had very strong positions and very strong ideas on things, which I can have. And I'm not hesitant to really vocalize them, which neither was she. One of the things I can continue to grow in from her example, even though she's not here any longer is, Her ability to still create these amazing relationships with people that she politically and um, position wise did not agree with. Right. But could still enjoy their company, and they enjoyed being with with her, and have these wonderful friendships and alliances and relationships with people who ideologically were very different from hers. But wow. she could still do that. And for me, that is a place that um, I know that I will continue to seek out that mentorship from her writings and from those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Even though she's not here anymore, she still continues to impact every, every or could, every young woman who knows about her. Right. Uh, or old woman, in my case. <laughs> um, and that's why I think it's so important that we take time for these kinds of accolades and accolades and months of awareness because that's all it does is it just lets me what did what can i know that i didn't know before right yeah um
0: i feel like it was about 1918 um a lady named mary um not mary washburn but um Oh my gosh, why can't I remember her name? Anyway, she uh, was the first female that completed a PhD program mm. in psychology at Harvard, but they didn't award her the PhD mm-hmm. because yep. she was a woman. A woman. Yeah, and it was just a couple of years later than where, when Mary Washburn completed that and Harvard allowed the the PhD. And they later tried to give the original, the first lady, that I can't remember her name for whatever reason right now, um, they said, okay, we'll give you the PhD now. And she's like,
1: Uh, no, thank you. She went and got it somewhere else. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't need it from you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So So, it's so fascinating. And, and uh, I think that we're blessed to have strong women in mm -hmm. our lives. My sister is such a powerful example of such a strong woman. And I think, um, you know, she's has all of these children, um, most of them special needs children that she has embraced and loved and Never birthed a child of her own, but um, is just such an amazing mom. And I see sometimes um, her wondering, is this what would the history books write? And I just want to say to her, I hope you're listening, Stephanie. And if you are, I'll say to this, this to you, I will write your history chapter because um, how you show up in the world with so much love and so much compassion for those who, by many accounts would be seen as less than mm. you never see them that way. And if that is the only calling calling card, that is your future stamp, then boy, I want that stamp too. Absolutely. Mm. She, she does. And I love that you
0: said that, uh, about how she's never seen them in any other way than perfect.
1: Yeah. Exactly how they are. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean your day is perfect. (laughs) No, no. And I imagine that her days are hard for sure. Uh, Yeah. But, you know, there's so many. uh, And that's that is the one thing that I would. The one thing that I can sometimes see among my um, great friends who are really powerful women and um, those examples that I've had in my life, my sister and my mom and even my ancestors, they hid people during the war and those kinds of things that my sister knows so much more about than I do. So if she's on, I hope she says something here (laughs) so that she can enlighten us. But the one thing is that I think... If there's one thing where I think women can still embrace more of and step into more of from my limited perspective, it would be that um, in addition to give seeing the world and all its possibilities, which I think women tend to do not to generalize, but I just did. And, um, the possibility of what can be, and this unconditional kind of love for all of humanity, regardless of where they happen to be born is also, and I can speak to this myself is, uh, sometimes we feel that, Sacrificing everything for that is what our mission is. It's what our call is. And if there's nothing left in the tank for us, if there's nothing left for us to give back to ourself, then that means that's a day well lived, right? And that's the one thing that I think as a general group, women can choose to embrace more of is that leaving as much in your tank as what you, um, share with other people is a vital part of who and what you are.
0: I agree. I think, um, there is this competition in a way it's, it might be subconscious, but of who does more for others and who sacrifices more of themselves, And that anytime, in fact, I grew up, Um, you know, if I, if you're doing something for yourself, like a pedicure or a manicure or whatever, that, that is selfish. And, um, I think we, uh, the new mental health is self-care, right? Yeah. And so, um, it's a different, it's a different generation now, but I do remember my mom saying, almost justifying that I got my nails done, she would have to say, oh, it's the only thing she does for herself. Like, so it was okay. And, um, and I do sometimes feel like I can't, um, tell, some people, everything I do for myself. Mm -hmm. And that is self-care that is healthy. If I get a massage, that is a luxury and it is a luxury to me. Mm -hmm. Believe me, that is a luxury, but it's also physically healthy for me to do that. Absolutely. And, um, and then all, you know, all the other different things that we all do that, um, for, you know, a a generation ago would have been viewed as very selfish.
1: And I don't even know, uh, even if it has to go far, Even if it's ended just a generation ago. Oh, no, I, no, I, I Mm -hmm. agree.
0: But why is it that we feel like we have to uh, either justify or hide self-care? And I don't think, um, you know, men, and I'm not, saying this to all men, but Riley could go golfing for five hours. And I would say that is a form of self self care. Absolutely. And or um, fishing or fishing. Scott. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. And, um, something that he does enjoyably. And, um, it took me a while to recognize that, um, that was a good idea for him to do that, but it was also what I was having babies. So yeah. I was like in the middle of my shit, you know? Yeah. But, um, I don't think he ever once said, well, it's the only thing I do for myself. That wasn't, <laughs> men didn't have to do that. No. no. And, um, but women were supposed to be selfless and, and it became a martyr. And I, mm-hmm. and I just hate that.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. there's be, what it, it diminishes. Mm-hmm. It diminishes you rather than um, exemplify your strength and your power. And I think sometimes we think that strength because I'm a strong woman, that means I do need to take on the weight of the world. Right. I do need to make sure that as a caretaker, everyone is taken care of Mm -hmm. and everyone, um, is, uh, good and all of those kinds of things right? and that if I have anything left in the tank, I'm supposed to then run on empty to make sure that I, you know, run out of fuel on the side of the road as I'm taking somebody dinner that night. Right. I, I think the next evolution in um, when we're celebrating women's history month will be that acknowledgement around it isn't selfish to make sure that you're taking at time for you and that you're finding space. That's enjoyable for you for your own reasons, not for Mm -hmm. anybody else's reasons. They don't have to serve anybody else. They just serve you and that's enough. And I think we've permissioned some uh, members of society to be able to do that and then even sometimes i think we get resentful when they can because for whatever right. reason we haven't necessarily embraced that as women and uh, uh, or i haven't embraced it for me well, it can be very specific 100 100 mm-hmm. and and
0: i didn't take it well that's what i mean but yeah. i mean like i uh when riley would be golfing or whatever and he's like well, you can go do whatever you want to do. I'm all, can I really? Because the kids, you know, and it was this whole thing. Um, And when I learned to navigate better, my, you know, put my mask, you know, my. Yeah, your oxygen mask on first. first, It was probably about 22 years ago when I first heard that. Put your mask, uh, your oxygen mask on first before. If you're traveling with little kids. You need to put your oxygen mask on first and i hadn't ever considered that i didn't i didn't think i was supposed to have any air i thought i was just supposed to give air to everyone else yeah and um and i thought well that is 100 percent true if i'm not taking any air and i'm giving air to everyone else i'm going to suffocate and then i'm no good to anyone Mm -hmm. and that is true when we don't honor ourselves and take care of ourselves we aren't good for others um but i think in uh, in the national history month, um, spirit, we have definitely, um, what would be the word? We, we haven't allowed ourselves to do that because we were, we had to keep going and prove and do and nurturing and caretaking and all the things. And anytime we did have time for ourselves, uh, it was viewed different as selfish and,
1: and it shouldn't be. No, it absolutely should not Mm -mm. be. And I hope that's the next evolution. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I really do feel like that is coming Mm -hmm. uh, from the young people that I get to work with at the same time, I hope it's not until they're my age before we actually step into that next evolution. You know, I hope that we can, uh, and it all starts by every powerful woman making the choice and decision to say that what I can give and contribute to someone else, I'm equally, um, almost responsible. To give back to myself in the same way in which I would give to someone else. Yeah. So I could show up in the best way possible. And even if it wasn't that Mm -hmm. right, even if all it did was give me space to be grounded in me eventually, right. Other people will probably benefit from that. But I think if even, even the thinking around if I need to take care of myself so I can be a better caretaker of other people is diminishing that you can just take care of yourself because you deserve to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that I think we, this generation and I'm, uh, I'm including myself in the younger generation because every chance I get, that's exactly what I Uh do. But I think that, that our generation has been, um, we can do all of these things and we want to do some self care so that we can better serve other people. I hope the next iteration of that is, I can give to other people and be a caretaker for other people. And I get to be a caretaker for myself because I get to be a caretaker for myself for no other Period. reason. No Absolutely. other reason. End I, of story. Yep,
0: And, and also to add to that, um, no is a complete answer. Mm-hmm. And I don't, we, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, for no other reason, I don't have to explain myself. And I love that. I, one of the things that I taught, talked to my own daughters about, um, and I know I'm sure you did as well. And, um, was that, being able knowledge that i can take care of myself was liberating yes and i cannot express that enough um how important it is to be able to know that i can take care of myself yeah it doesn't mean it you, doesn't mean i don't I, you will choose it no no but no, no, to know no, no. that you can mm-hmm. yeah that i choose in this relationship or i choose in this situation but i know i can financially take care of myself Mm -hmm. not as well as in a partnership it might not be the same not be the same different yeah but knowing that i have that uh, ability is empowering and i definitely wanted my own kids to have that same feeling yeah um because of that uh just by right that empowerment knowing they can leave if they needed to in any situation um and you know of course we're not talking about uh, bad relationships and no, things like huh. that, but just women being able to
1: m- manage is yeah. s- it just that much, just that much, mm-hmm. because I think that your relationships will ultimately be better mm-hmm. when you, because assume when, when, if you don't sit in that space of knowing that that is true. Then you can have all of this negative conversation going on in your head around, well, I don't like this and I don't like that, but I can't do anything about it. I'm powerless because I don't have the ability to be able to go out on Mm -hmm. my own. And then you're picking at your relationship, pick, 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 because you don't know what else to do Mm -hmm. rather than I can just choose and embrace this relationship knowing that I don't have to be here. I can totally make it if i needed to mm-hmm. i'm now choosing because i want want to, to stay be here yes versus i don't mm-hmm. feel like i have an option which right. is a very different energy absolutely mm-hmm. and
0: i want to applaud all of the men and the women's in the, this group of women who are are women of history yeah um that the men were supportive of their um powerful women yeah because i think that takes um a a great person as well i know that scott and riley are not intimidated necessarily by our
1: strengths and um embrace that yeah in fact scott is the first one to say more self-care kim michelle mm -hmm. more more self-care right he he advocates for that for me more right. than I can choose to embrace it for myself. And I think that's why we love the men in our lives mm-hmm. that these that our powerful relationships have brought into our lives because they so embrace that. As did Ruth Bader Ginsburg's husband, Martin, was an mm-hmm. attorney himself, totally supported all of her choices and decisions, even though it meant he had to move, he had to make changes in his career. And he was so willing to do that in that partnership, which is mm-hmm. just so beautiful as well. Right. And I, yeah. And I know, I know for
0: us and Judd and Jill as well, of I know course. Yeah. Judd has, uh, supported Jill in all of her endeavors. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't imagine Riley wanting, uh, someone who, wasn't strong and didn't have an opinion. Yeah. I think sometimes Scott might I'm wonder. I'm sure, Riley. Yes, I'm sure there are times when he was like, can't you just agree and do what I say? Yeah.
1: But we know you're just kidding right. in that moment when you're thinking that. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So the last thing I want to just um, leave here uh, on in this discussion, and thank you. Um, I love this idea of this conversation. And even though we'll be we'll have completed this conversation here. I hope it's still a conversation that's taking place out there in the world mm-hmm. and that we're just choosing for whatever reason to celebrate women and uh, women in history and the women who will be our history in the future. Uh, well, and can I just really quickly ask? sorry, I, I think
0: we need to identify, Well, not identify, but I think we need to talk about celebrating women in our circles. Yes, because women aren't always always great to mm -hmm. other women. Yeah. It's not a competition. We're not, you know, if you have a piece of the pie, then I'm out of pie. Yeah. There is room for all of us and um, on all of our strengths. And we need to be more supportive
1: of women. Women need to be more supportive of women. I I would totally agree with that. And I think you will find in many in many situations, men are more supportive of powerful, strong women than other powerful, Uh strong women are supportive of powerful, powerful, strong strong women. women. Yeah. Um, and so I think part of that is just the idea of, right. If I am, then you can't can't be, be. yeah, there's not enough space uh for a lot of Mm -hmm. powerful, strong women. And there is enough room more than enough. room. Yes. Mm -hmm. More than enough Mm -hmm. um, issues that need to be resolved, more than enough love that needs to be given, Mm -hmm. more than enough care and grace and compassion. Mm -hmm. There's more than enough for the world, for all of us to show up in that space. And uh, one of the things that I thought was so powerful as we're in National Women's Month and International Day yesterday was um, the Ukrainian women who um, made a statement, and I, this is gonna be a very rough translation, and it's not even the most powerful part of the translation where they go on to really call out what they're gonna do to those who were invading their country. But um, that yesterday, the women leaders put out uh, videos that they had uh, secured their children in a safe place to make sure that the genetic pool of the Ukrainians would live on regardless of what the outcome was here. But they had secured their children and uh, the woman leader was heard saying that the children have been taken to safe regions, whereas the women are all set to join the Ukrainian army and have been blessed to protect our land. And they are joining the ukrainian soldiers to fight for those things that they also want their children to believe in in democracy and Mm -hmm. you know that when a bully shows up this way then this is what This is what we do. We stand united, regardless of gender, regardless of age, regardless of whatever else, regardless of nationality, regardless of whatever. When you see that, you get to join your forces to combat that, and I'm just so inspired by not just... um, the Ukrainian spirit in in its general terms, but specifically these women who have young children who are, I'm going to make sure my children are taken care of. And then I'm going to show them what it means to fight for democracy. Yeah. And uh, w- the bravery that
0: that would take, I, uh, yeah. And the strength yeah. uh, to be, to even be able to leave your kids, even though that you knew they were safe and to go fight. I, oh, and what, what people have endured. Yeah. In other, in other countries and in our country
1: for their children. For sure. Yeah. No, there's no question about that. Right. Um, And that is regardless of gender, men, women. I mean, we all Uh, may sacrifice and it may look different, Mm -hmm. um, but there's plenty of that to be acknowledged and go around. So, wow. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. And thank you to all the powerful women that
0: have helped shape my.
1: Yeah. And this would be my. Uh, Tug out there to you is uh, you know write a little thank you to a woman in your life who has really uh, provided you with a powerful example you it probably means more to them than you could possibly know to receive something like that And they may not even know uh, exactly. that they were a leader for Absolutely. you or an example for you. Absolutely. So we won't be here next week because nope. it is our spring break. So we're mm-hmm. going to take the week off. It's a perfect time to go back and listen to maybe some of our podcasts that you missed in the past or re-listen to one of your favorite podcasts. Yes. And we come back with uh, another Powerful
0: Women yeah. as our guest yeah. in two yeah. weeks. And yeah. Hope to see you there. Yeah.
1: Thank you, everyone.
0: Thanks for listening to It's a Great Day to Talk. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And
1: until next week, get out there and talk. This has been a production from A Podcast Studio.